Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. She could cry, they could be nerd. If a side for her, but an order is an order. She was a prisoner there in the light. She stood, but she knew. This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls and call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in 3, 2, 1. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, 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 welcome to this lovely Monday edition of the Rated R Safety Show. Today is Monday, August the 10th of 2020, day 223 of the year and only 143 days left to go. Hopefully you're off to a fantastic start to the week and we are hanging out at noon time as you know how that goes from time to time as we get to do this on a Monday through Friday basis for the most part, unless something different is taking place. Anyways, we're coming to you live from Safety FM in Orlando, you know, the studios in Orlando. Anyways, we are across the multiverse here on safetyfm.com, safetyfm.tv, and then, of course, the Twitch platforms, the LinkedIn's of the world, the YouTube, the Facebooks, you know it, you name it, we're there some way, shape, or form. And then if you're kind of hanging out with us later in the day, we are doing the podcast thing. So that's what we got going on, as you already know this. So what I always tell people, if you're on the radio or on the live stream and you have to drop because those things happen, you can always come back to the podcast. And like, I always want to make sure that I reference, we are a radio show that does all these other things, not the other way around. Cause some people always think that aren't you a podcast? Aren't you a podcast? No, I'm not a podcast. I'm a person. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about the wrong thing here. Anyway. So how are you? How was your weekend? Um, if you're in the south down here where i'm located well it was actually tax-free weekend 
So that was pretty exciting, depending on where the heck you ended up and what kind of cluster you ran into, that's for sure. So that was kind of some exciting times, getting the kids ready to go back to school. And we're going to say virtual school, school, you know, how that's going right now. So that was pretty exciting. I never understand the whole thing on why do I have to buy clothes for virtual school? Nobody's going to know really what they have on. I mean, they see the top. Maybe you just need to buy a new shirt. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. So as we normally get this started, we do some feature story news because we want to make sure that we get you the real stuff before I go into my nonsense. I mean, important stuff that I go into. So let's do that. Let's get you into some feature story news, and then we'll get you moving into my ridiculousness that comes in after that. So let's go from there. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Ollie Barrett. Hong Kong media mogul Jimmy Lai has been arrested on suspicion of breaching the city's national security law. He's an outspoken critic of the legislation and a prominent supporter of the pro-democracy movement. Richard Kimber reports from Hong Kong. Jimmy Lai was arrested at his home early Monday morning. Hong Kong police say they have also arrested six other local men on suspicion of collusion with foreign forces and conspiracy to commit fraud. Police say the operation is still ongoing and have not ruled out more arrests. Lai is the founder of the pro-democracy Apple Daily newspaper. One of Lai's most senior executives, American Mark Simon, is also said to be wanted by police. It would mark the third set of arrests since the new law came into force on June 30th to punish acts of secession, subversion, terrorism and collusion with foreign forces to endanger national security. Offences under the new law carry a maximum penalty of life in prison. Belarus's election commission says Alexander Lukashenko has won more than 80% of the vote. Despite allegations of vote rigging and after a night in which thousands protested the result, Dan Ashby reports. It's the most pivotal moment for this European country in a quarter century. Lukashenko, dubbed by Washington as Europe's last dictator, has won a landslide but the result's credibility is in tatters. Belarus has not achieved free and fair election status in 25 years, and this time opposition candidates were thrown in prison and more than a 1,000 people were arrested ahead of the vote. Sunday night saw streets fill with huge crowds of peaceful protesters who were pummeled with stun grenades and water cannons. The question now is whether this is anger that Lukashenko can control or the start of mass protests that will shake his 26-year rule. Dan Ashby, Moscow. Authorities in Paris are making it mandatory for the public to wear face coverings in the most crowded outdoor areas of the city. Ross Cullen reports. The latest figures from the French Public Health Authority show an increase in the incidence rate of COVID-19 of 33% for the first week of August compared to the previous seven days. Paris has stopped short of imposing the compulsory face mask measure across the entire city, but from Monday it will be obligatory to wear one in the most crowded outdoor spaces, such as along the banks of the River Seine and around the popular Montmartre and Sacré-Cœur Cathedral area. The UK is due to hold talks with France to urge stronger measures from French authorities against migrants crossing the English Channel in boats. Dozens of migrants were picked up in the Channel over the weekend or arrived on the English coast. Health Minister Helen Waitley says it's a major challenge. We clearly need to work with the French to bring this under control because though it may look appealing at the moment for migrants to come across this way, it's a dangerous crossing to make. They shouldn't be making it and in the process usually paying people smugglers. And we've got to tackle this and bring it to a stop. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN.
With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. We're going to continue putting Beirut in the spotlight over the next few days, a week on from that devastating explosion that tore through the city's port and weekend protests that were met with violence at the hands of the Lebanese army and police. It's estimated the blast caused by the unsafe storage of thousands of tonnes of ammonium nitrate created at least $15 billion worth of damage, in addition, of course, to the more than 150 lives lost and the thousands Thousands of people injured or made homeless. Jonathan Broder, a contributing editor for Newsweek, writes regularly about the Middle East and says the protests underway in Lebanon have been a long time in coming. They signify the culmination of decades of corruption, uh, of of, of protest. Uh. But the government claimed that there is little evidence of coronavirus being transmitted in schools. Authorities in Paris are making it mandatory for the public to wear face coverings in the most crowded outdoor areas of the city. More than 1,500 municipalities across the country are forcing people to wear face masks outside as they fight a re-emergence of the coronavirus. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. We're going to continue putting Beirut in the spotlight over the next few days, a week on from that devastating explosion that tore through the city's port and weekend protests that were met with violence at the hands of the Lebanese army and police. It's estimated the blast caused by the unsafe storage of thousands of tons... This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. So I have to tell you because, you know, most people wouldn't talk about it, so we have to talk about it right away. I don't know what the hell's going on, but when we've been doing the five-minute version of the news, it has failed more frequently than not frequently. So what we're probably going to end up doing then is we're going to go back to our three-minute scenario, because some people had asked for five, but I think we're going to have to go back to three, because this is annoying that it actually drops out that early. But hey, whatever, dude. We can live with that. I think we can live with that. Anyways, just in case, because if you're watching on the streamer, we want to make sure we put the parental advisory uh, mature content stuff on there because i think sometimes i get um carried away with some of the shit that i say so i want to make sure the little kids are around don't want to offend anybody little kid wise that is come on let's make sure that we're straight anyway so let's get into my nonsense because you know it is that time it is monday it is the beginning of the rated r safety show let's say we're really nine minutes in at this point from what i can gather here from the clock yeah nine minutes and 22 seconds so let's talk about it let's go down the deep path of the weird stuff that happens inside of our world and so let's kind of do a recap over the weekend on what was going on what was happening let's talk about some of the trends and the trending things the trending hashtags that are out there inside of the world hashtag donald trump can't ride a bike the hashtag started after biden was filmed out for a bike ride on saturday during which he revealed that he had chosen a running mate he did not share who he had picked many twitter users then took a hashtag down a rabbit hole spewing off samples of trump is a weak president i don't even know what the hell why how that got trending but hey just wanted to share that because it was trending over the weekend also hashtag international cat day in inter- in, in honor of international cat day on saturday many tweeted some fun facts about feline companions did you know that cats only meow to communicate with humans 
and their whiskers are used for sensory tools when they spend when they spend seventy of their percent of their time sleeping. Wow, that's that's interesting. Does it matter? I'm glad you know this now. Anyways, also there's a hashtag for Whitney Houston. Sunday would have been a Whitney Houston's fifty seventh birthday. Many Twitter users posted heartfelt tributes to the late singer. Another hashtag that was trending over the weekend, just in case if you didn't see it, hashtag Shark Week. Shark Week 2020 kicked off Sunday night. The lineup included Air Jaws Ultimate Breach Off, and I did say breach, not beach, just in case. Tyson versus Jaws Rumble on the Reef and the Shark Lockdown. Okay, whatever. Yeah, by the way, talking about Tyson before I get into the next hashtag, are you excited about um Roy Jones Jr. and um Mike Tyson coming up? It's I've heard it's an exhibition on the 12th of September, eight rounds. Are you excited about it? What do you think? You know, some older gentlemen that used to be very popular inside of the boxing world. Not that they're not popular now, but they're I mean they they have aged. So what do you think? Are you going to watch it? Are you going to spend the $50 on, on getting it? What do you think is going to happen? Just think about it for a moment. Anyways, let me continue. Anyways, another hashtag that we did see quite a bit over the weekend was we want to play. College football players created the hashtag, making it known that they are ready and willing to play this fall. So that was some other things that were circulating inside of the hashtag world. So there's some useless knowledge for you. So let's continue. More sarcasm than a Mortal Kombat beatdown. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so one of two missing construction workers that had been trapped nearly 10 months ago in the collapse of the Hard Rock Hotel in New Orleans has been recovered. The family of Mr. Wimberly was on hand as crews lowered his body using a platform and crane, according to the New Orleans Advocate. As soon as the other construction workers, Jose Ponce Arreola, body was found and removed, the city wants to wants the building demolished, officials said. They hope to have the structure down by October, which would be a year after the initial collapse. So what do you think here? I mean, and we know that that was kind of a big sequence of events that occurred, you know, pre-pandemic and was on the news all over the place of the thing collapsing and so on. So... The bodies are finally being able to be removed or some of the bodies that were missing. So we got the one that's still left inside of there. And I'm not trying to, you know, throw any light or make light of the scenario. So what are you thinking in regards of the building not being finished now? So what, what's your thoughts as you think about that? Oh, yeah. Mouth click. What do you think about it? Hmm? A lot of thoughts have to go into it. In regards of everything that's happening. So do you think that something should be done in regards of making some kind of monument for the people that lost their lives that were there during the time? Or how do you look at it? I mean, there's a lot of things that can come about as you think about this. I mean, what has happened? What are they planning on doing with the area now? And what has some of the families done? I think about a lot of these different things that do come about. And I think that it's important for you to reach out to people. I'm a trial lawyer. I'm not part of your family, and I don't do skits with my mom. I'm a real lawyer, a damn good lawyer, the best lawyer this state has to offer. And I've built a reputation for standing up for the people of this country, righting the wrongs. You may not agree with all of my views, but when it comes to trying cases, there's only one view, justice. And justice is what I get. 
Fiker Law. That's why we're unstoppable. I'm bringing you information you never knew you cared about. Rated R Safety Show. So imagine this little cluster F that occurred over the weekend. An Australian tourist damaged a 200-year-old statue at an art museum in northern Italy last week. The man struck a pose with a 19th century sculpture depicting a 25-year-old Pauline Bonaparte, who is portrayed laying on a couch. The tourist sat down mimicking her pose for a quick photo. But when he got up, some of Pauline's toes went with him. The foundation's president released a statement saying that the man claimed that he didn't realize that he had damaged the statue and was embarrassed for what happened. An Italian court is weighing in whether or not to press charges. What do you think? 200-year-old statue, some damage at a museum. Was there, I mean, we have to see the signage as we talk about it and we're in that particular regards. And when you start going down this path of different things that we talk about here, I mean, there's so many different aspects that we can look at, talk about, look into, have the information and discuss. So what do you think? Does it disgust you that this even occurred or is this even a topic of conversation we shouldn't even be having at the moment? And we should just say, screw it. And who gives a shit about what happened to the statue? Or are you on the other side and say, no, nope, the guy needs to pay for what he did are we are we punishing and blaming here for what he did and was there any kind of barrier signage so on and was this done intentionally and i'm not saying broke off the toes intentionally but broke the barrier for what was going on and you know i love me the aussies don't get me wrong i don't want there to be any confusion there that's for sure so let's talk about it as you think about it for a moment anyways let's continue down the world of talking about Florida. So Disney is scaling back operating hours at Florida theme parks due to lower than expected attendance. We kind of knew that this is what was going to happen based on, you know, not seeing the projections or the numbers hitting on what they originally expected. Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom will all lose an hour or two per day starting on September the 8th. The Walt Disney World Company reports that nearly $5 billion in loss in revenue since April, May, and June while the parks were shut down. So that's $5 billion with a B. Just make sure that we did talk about that. So they are cutting back hours of operations to see if they can save some money in that particular fashion. Now, as you take a look at this and you hear this information, and we're having a discussion here. Hi, Scope Riot. How are you? Or Scope Rio. Um, so as we're having the discussion here, what do you think about as we talk about this for sure? I mean, think about it for a moment. Would this be something if you were in the Florida area, would you actually go to Disney World? Or if you were actually going to travel, I mean, school starting up is going to be a little bit more difficult to do, especially if you have kids. Would you consider going to Disney? And I'm sure there's protocols in place on what they're doing. And I'm sure that, you know, the good old world of Universal Studios is doing something and SeaWorld's probably doing and Six Flags and all these other parks throughout Bush Gardens. Let's not leave them out. Um, Legoland and so on. But what are you thinking? I mean, would you go to one of these parks if you had the opportunity on doing so at the moment? Or do you look at it and go right now? The risk is not worth doing it are you saying hey it's not going to be worth going so i'm going to hold off i mean a lot of people seem to be falling into that general area of them saying hey i'm not going to go to a park i'm not going to risk it at the moment now what are you risking at the moment and i'm not talking about parks only i'm talking about what are you doing what are you limiting yourself to going to at the moment is there any kind of limitation there or are you looking at it and going hey i'm just not really doing much of anything so who gives a shit and i am just going to stay home 
Just something to think about as we do talk about it. Anyway, six French tourists, a driver, and local tour guide were killed on Sunday in an ambush that carried out a suspected terrorist at a giraffe reserve in West Africa. The attack happened as Gorge Giraffe Reserve in Niger, a region that has been known to attract foreign tourists to see the large herds of giraffes in West Africa. The area is also home of several militant groups, including Boko Haram, according to BBC. The agent's France presser reported that the tourists were riding in a vehicle that belonged to a French humanitarian organization, acted. A-C-T-E-D, just in case. So did you hear that news? I always find it interesting on how some of those things can occur when you do place, you know, and go out and do some weird things when you're traveling. Not that it's weird to go see giraffes, but, you know, it's one of those things where you never know how some of those things are set up as you move forward and move forward with a lot of it. So think about it as we talk about this. Oh, by the way, getting some information on who I should vote for. I think it's funny because I used to live in a different state many, many, many moons ago, and I still get text messages about that I should vote for people in that state. I don't get it, but whatever. Let's continue. So let's talk about some different things that are going on right now. Another thing from the world, weird world of Florida. The FBI has joined the search for the missing Georgia woman whose toddler was found barefoot wandering alone in Florida City almost two weeks ago. The Bureau told CNN that they are providing assistance to local enforcement. Leela Kvett, 21, was last seen on July the 25th in Walmart parking in Hollywood, Florida. Her two-year-old son was found the next day walking without shoes outside of an apartment complex for about two miles from where the mother's last sighting was. Her vehicle was discovered on July the 28th. Her family has no idea why she would have gone to Florida. I swear, some of the strangest things that I get to see inside of the news happen in the world of Florida all the time, and I never understand how that how those things occur. But I take a look at it, and I go, what the hell's going on inside of this new world of ours? So how do you look at this stuff? So is this a missing persons case to you, or how do you look at it? And I look at it as well as I go, okay— as we move forward, how is these new things going to happen? How are these things, new things going to change? How are these new things going to really play an impact in this world of ours of all these crazy changes? And, I, you know, I jokingly sit back for a moment and go, all the weird stuff that's happening in Florida, but that's not really the case. What I want to talk about for a moment is how are all these strange things, number one, happening here? And number two, is this being filed as a missing, like a missing persons case at the moment? And, you know, this is where the controversy will always start when we do have some of the conversations here. You know how dogs have chips in them and you're able to track them? Yeah, I know I'm about to get weird here. Have you ever thought about, would that make sense for people? I mean, one can almost claim that a cell phone does that exact same thing. And no, I'm not trying to put implants into people, but I've, I've always wondered on that conversation piece. I've always wondered on how that would work going forward. Anyways, just my thought, of course, as we talk about it, because that's what we do here. We talk on the show and we talk about a little bit of everything. And even though some of it might not make sense at times, but we had to talk about those different things for sure. By the way, getting an email right now from tomorrow's guest, and I'm not joking. It really just hit right now. And we're going to talk about who tomorrow's guest is on the Jay Allen show. I think you're going to be extremely interested on what we have going on there. 
as we do take a step into some different directions on the show. But we've been talking about that for a few weeks now, that that's what we're going to be doing. So hopefully you'll take some enjoyment there as we move forward on the Jay Allen Show. And yeah, you're listening to the Rated R Safety Show, so don't get confused on some other shit that I'm going to say right away. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves, only on Safety FM. So that is our Art of Podcasting event that we'll be having on September the 2nd. Just want to bring that up real quick. Um, I think it's going to be kind of a cool little ordeal there that we're going to be able to hang out and do some things together. A lot of people that contact me and asking questions about podcasting. So I really wanted to take advantage of that and say, hey, let's do the conversation behind the scenes. So that's what we got going on on September the 2nd, September the 2nd, 9 a.m. Eastern time. We're going to have some conversations related related to podcasting. So if you're interested in starting your own podcast, not radio show, but your own podcast, we're going to have that discussion there. Some of the tickets that we are doing there, just for reference purposes real quick, they're going to have access, and I'm going to talk about it, access to a hosting platform. That's where you upload your podcast to and then kind of go out into the world and go from there. So if you're interested in doing that, go to safetyfm.io and we can have a further discussion about it. I think it will be pretty interesting on what we can talk about um, during that particular time. So September the 2nd. Also, we're doing affiliate links for people that want to help on promoting it. If you go out to the website, safetyfm.io, you can create an affiliate link, help out in regards to promoting it. And we are going to do a revenue share with the people that help promote and sell tickets through their link so just so you know that's what we have going on there so i think it's important for us to share that information as much as you guys like to share our info on what we got going on as well anyways let's continue down the path here general motors unveiled the cadillac liquor electric suv in a bid to compete with tesla the liquor is the first utility electric cadillac introduced by gm who has plans to unveil the whole new lineup of electric cars trucks and suvs in addition to being electric, the SUV will be able to park itself, pull out a parking space with no one inside of the vehicle, and will have the latest version of Super Cruise GM, semi-autonomous system that allows drivers to completely take their hands off the steering wheel for long stretches on major highways. The Lecre will also go into production in late 2022. So it's kind of interesting because I don't know if you're familiar with the world of Cadillac. But at a period of time, they did have a hybrid vehicle, and the hybrid vehicle was pitched as an electric vehicle, and you could do electric, but you could also do, do fuel, and the car was called the ELR, and if you're familiar with what the Chevy Volt looked like, it was the versionality of the Chevy Volt, used the same exact chassis, and they actually converted it over to that ELR. It went from a four-door car to a two-door car. Now, the funny part is that if you're familiar with the Chevy Volt, the Chevy Volt was sold for $45,000 brand new. Low version of the Cadillac that used the same chassis. Now, keep in mind, we are talking Cadillac. The car sold for $90,000. Yeah, you heard me. $90,000. Duh. So the huge jump from driving a Chevy to driving a Cadillac by almost double the price of what the car costs. Now, I'm not saying the car's not worth it, but I'm taking a look at it and going, holy crap. Now, if they are competing with Tesla, now, which marketplace are they competing with Tesla with? Is it full electric? 
Are we talking now from the standpoint of only going into the standpoint where we go electric and then into the hybrid portion? Are we talking about the Model 3? Are we talking, we're talking, it said trucks. Are we going to talk cyber truck? Are we looking into all those different things there as well? Or are we only talking about X, you know, just in this framework, not the Model X, because the Model X, the Model X is pretty sexy, depending on how you want to take a look at it. Anyways, let's continue down. More than a third of Americans said that they would not get a coronavirus vaccine right now, even if they were, if the FDA approved and they were free. A new Gallup poll found that political affiliation was the biggest difference maker with 81% of Democrats saying that they would get the vaccine and only 47% of Republicans saying that they would get it. While billions have been put into creating a vaccine, Dr. Anthony Fauci warned that it isn't a cure-all, saying that when one does make it to market, it may only be a 50% effective vaccine so what do you think about this as you as you hear about this so we talk about it now do you tie in political affiliation to the vaccine now let's talk about the other side of the equation here you as a safety professional you are a pro you do safety things you have a safety life we'll call it a safety life for a moment here but let's talk about it so as you look at this do you think that some workplaces will make you enforce, strongly encourage for you to actually have the vaccine. What are you thinking? Now, keep in mind that when certain organizations do that whole run of the flu shot, hey, we want you to get the flu shot, flu shot, flu shot, we give you the money, they have some big event that occurs inside of the workplace and they bring on the flu shot. So do you think that will happen with a COVID-19, a coronavirus vaccine? And if it does happen, how do you look at it? Will it be something that you enforce? Will it be something that you would partake of? How would you feel if they said that it was a part of the requirement for you to take it? Now, we can go into some all kinds of nasty conversations into this point. I know this, you know this, so we can have the discussion here. But how do you look at it? Think about it for a moment. There's a lot of stuff that can come into that. And how would you be able to enforce, quote-unquote, on people having it. Now, do you think, yeah, I did say, do you think that there will be a portion where a vaccine could be mandated upon people to be able to make it out into the public? Yeah, I am asking some strange questions today, and it's okay, those things do happen. I look at it and I go, so many things to talk about there. Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. So I know it has been definitely a while since we started talking about earthquakes, and we haven't mentioned them in a little while for now, but... We're back to the round again of earthquakes, so let's talk about it. North Carolina was rocked on Sunday by a 5.1 magnitude earthquake. The U.S. Geological Survey reports that the quake was the strongest to rock the regions since the magnitude of 5.2 back in 1916. Sunday's tremor was was centered near the North Carolina with border with Virginia, about 100 miles north of Charlotte. No serious damage or injuries were reported as of the listing of us talking about this. So 
I don't know. I keep on going, you know, 1916. We're talking about over 100 years now since we actually seen this. Well, let me rephrase that. Since that occurred, because we sure as shit have not seen it. I, I don't think we have any people that are at least 104 years old that's in the audience or older. Are you? Like, really? Like, really, really? Because it's cool if you are. And I think it'd be great if we could get you onto the show. I would do an interview show for that one. Um, so anyways, just think about it for a moment, though, seriously. So as we talk about this and we move forward and we do these different things, what do you think about this? We see so many earthquakes happening in some weird areas. And then the other portion that I still think that's interesting is that if you do a search about earthquakes that are occurring inside of the world, a lot of them, number one, are not reported as we have addressed this in the past. And then number two, the other aspect that we have to think about is that we talk about them. If they're happening in a lot of weird places, not your standard place. And not that there is a place that it's like, oh, well, those happen and it's common. No, they're happening in like weird places that you don't expect it to happen. Or do I look at this the wrong way and go, you shouldn't be expecting them to happen everywhere. I mean, I don't know. I bring it up because we talk about it. I bring it up because there's some things going on there, and I think it's important. And there are some structures, there are some people that are out there that build quote-unquote, and I am throwing air quotes if you are on the radio or on the podcast, that say that their homes are earthquake-proof. And I said cake, earthquake-proof. What do you think? What do you think in there? What do you think about that? What are you thinking, honey? Think about it for a moment. There's a lot of stuff that needs to be discussed there. Earthquake proof is a ballsy thing to say. Pretty brave to be able to call off and say that and say, okay, cool. That's the case here. Anyways, let's continue down the path here. The Samalena brow break linked into onions is expanding. According to the CDC, 640 people in 43 states have been infected, with at least 85 of them being hospitalized. The FDA has advised consumers not to eat red, white, yellow, or sweet onions from Thompson International Incorporated. Some of the contaminated, some of the contaminated onions... Damn it. Why am I laughing at that? We're sold at Walmart, Kroger's, Fred Meyer's, Publix, Giant Eagle, Food Lion, and H-E-B. So if you have sweet onions, red onions, or yellow onions, or white onions, and there are from Thompson International, Inc., get rid of them. Yeah, I will not be eating any kind of onion rings right now in the near freaking future. That's for sure. So think about it for a moment. Get rid of the onion. Salmonella outbreak. 640 people. 43 states. 85 people hospitalized. Let's not take the risk. I love me the onion industry. Don't get me wrong. I love me some onions. Just don't get too close by the love that I have for onions. That's for sure. Anyways, let's continue. COVID quick fact, just in case you didn't know, want to talk about it. The United States hit 5 million confirmed cases of COVID over the weekend. This means that 98.5% of Americans do not have COVID-19. Now, people are going to say, why do you say this shit and then kind of move forward? I want to give you percentages based on the amount of people compared to the amount of people that have it compared to the amount of people that don't have it. Now that one outweighs the other, it's just for information purposes. As we've had the discussion in the past, I've always told you, I will tell you exactly the stuff that I'm able to find, locate, and so on, and not just give you partial information because I could do that anywhere if I wanted to do so. But anyways, let's talk about some weird stuff that's going on because that's what we do here. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. 
So talking about some weird stuff, and you saw it in the title, so let's talk about it today. Cashless society. You're hearing it. You're seeing it. It's coming up everywhere. It's making the rounds. It's making the circles. It's making the information of what the hell is going on. You're going to places now that's saying, hey, we don't have change. Please pay with correct change, preferably pay with only a card if you have it because we can't give you change back. So what are you thinking? Because, you know, there's mixed stuff that comes out about that. You know, supposedly the the change shortage, which I understand to some extent in regards to there's not enough pennies and all this other horseshit, nickels, dimes, quarters, blah, 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 blah. And then there's the whole other thing of, well, this is taking place because we need to know exactly what you're spending according to the behind the scenes bullshit that's happening inside of the world. So what do you think about this? What do you think about it overall? And then when you hear a news story like this, looking to remove all cashier and pilot test grocers as they move forward to full automation. Now, this was a news story that broke out about two months ago that good old Walmart is going to be moving forward and trying to do a full test of only having automation to check out. Now, here's where the twist occurs as we talk about it. Walmart Pay Touch Free Payment is easier than ever. Download the app today, register for Walmart Pay, and head at this to the store which with peace of mind, plus earn 5% cash back when you use your Walmart rewards card with Walmart Pay for the first 12 months after approval. Just to be on the safe side, Walmart is not a sponsor of the show. Duh. And that is not definitely an ad that I'm trying to run for Walmart to try to help out. That's not what I'm saying. So they are encouraging you to use cashless and use a card to get, quote unquote, a rebate. 5%, 5%, money saved, depending on how you look at it. Now, we know, and I know, and you know, and blah, blah, blah. Normally, the way that it works is you get better deals when you pay with cash if you know how to use the gift of gab. And you can really talk normally people down in regards to price points when you start talking about using cash. Well, at least in the old world, it worked that way. And I do tend to listen to a lot of radio shows that talk about the advantage of using cash or even cash envelopes. And we can get into that whole other story um, if you want to do so. But as I look at this and talk about it for a moment, how do you look at this now? How do you take a look at this and go, okay. How is this making sense about the cashless thing? So as you hear this and we go through it, think about it this way. If you're going to get a bigger discount by using a card, and let's say, for instance, they changed it and said it was only if you use the the app or your, or your debit card. Will there be a higher possibility of you paying without it? Or would there be a higher possibility of you paying with it? Think about it for a moment. So let's kind of go through some of the things. Walmart is looking to remove all cashiers and standard conveyor belt lines from the in-stores as it's testing a pilot in some of the superstores in the short term. Fox News reports that the retail is removing cashiers and standard conveyor belt lines in popular superstores. Right now, they're testing it in Fayetteville in Arkansas. Spokesperson for the company told Fox Business News that Walmart Supercenters 359 is removing conveyor belt lines and replacing them with self-checkout counters. 
In the long term, Walmart stated that the test an attempt to see the checkout times faster while limiting human interaction in the age of the pandemic. Walmart employees will still be available to help those customers who have trouble doing checkout themselves, including baggers. Depending on the success of the test, Walmart could expand the program to more stores, according to report. The new comes after America's largest retailer announced that it would be streamlining the company's apps to allow customers to shop online for everything from groceries to apparel and electronics. The company also launched a touch-free payment system, Walmart Pay, last month in an attempt to mitigate the spread of the virus while customers shop in-store. CNN reported that the grocers, big and small chains alike, are turning to robots for performing various tasks like cleaning floors, stocking shelves, and delivering groceries to shoppers. The CV crisis, coronavirus is in case, could even prompt an online retail warehouse like Amazon to invest in more automation technology as well. The New York Times reported that the outbreak is boosting the demand of robotics and in its robo-pony a self-driving cart that is sold to retailers, hospitals, malls, and apartment complexes. A recent report by A3 Association for Advancing Automation furthers details all the ways that artificial intelligence and automation is being used in different industries to combat coronavirus. Oxford Economics also published its own report warning the acceleration technology advancing automation engineering Energy storage, artificial intelligence, and machine learning have potential reshaped the world of 2020 through 2030, displacing at least 20 million workers. With the coronavirus as a catalyst to spread the deployment of automated machines, we can probably safely say that the number will be more severe. It seems that I am only one to share my opinion. What do you think about it? What do you think about this whole thing? Think about it for a moment. So that portion there, I am the only one to share my opinion. A recent Marketplace article written by Johannes Moenissen, a professor of global business, the director of the Institute of Spartacle Economic Analysis at the University of Redland, agrees with the author's conclusion, stating that at least 50 million jobs could be automated in just the essential industries. In fact, Brookings Institute said that in a report last month that coronavirus-related recession is likely to bring about a spike in labor replacing automation. Automation happens in burst, concentra- concentrated especially in bad times such as this in the wake of economic shock when humans become relatively more expensive as firms' revenues rapidly decline. Walmart didn't comment why on it, why it's running a pilot and removing conveyor lines, workers and cashiers from its superstore. It may have the potential plans to remove cashiers altogether. But then again, they might have plans of going to the fucking moon. Who the knows? Who knows? So I look at it and I go, there's so many different things here that we can definitely talk about. So what do you think about this? Because let's kind of be realistic. A lot of times with the way that we see cash cash place or not cash places as we see walmart go we see a lot of other places do the exact same thing so what do you think about that like do you look at it and go that's just plain nuts or do you look at it and go okay that makes all kinds of sense and let's be realistic here for just a brief moment if you have the opportunity on saving money by going like this with a card which is what most people do Aren't you going to do that? And are you going to really give two shits if you're paying with cash or not? And then you have to look at the whole thing and go, well, 
then the conversation comes about of, well, now I'm being tracked and everything's being tracked. Do you think that your cell phone doesn't track a lot of good stuff that you already have inside of there? I'm just asking the question. Not trying to be a punk about it. I'm just asking the question. Most people don't read terms of service in regards to what they have going on on their cell phone, computer, or so on. So what do you think is being tracked there? If you ever get bored, you should probably do that. Go read some of the terms of service and stuff that you just agreed on by clicking on it. And don't get me wrong here, because I am as guilty as anyone else doing it. Because here's the thing. If you don't agree with the terms of service or toss, guess what you don't get to do? You don't get to play. And guess what most people are interested in? They want to play. Think about it for a moment. Imagine everything that you have digital on your computer, cell phone, tablet, so on, is exposed to the world. Are you okay with that? Just asking the question, because it could happen in a moment, and it could be happening right now, and you wouldn't know. Because we talk about this weird thing called the dark web, and I know that sounds so conspiracy theorist, it's not even funny, but you have to take a look at it. You know, And when we have somebody on one of our other shows, and they're talking about virtual private networks, and they're from the CIA, I have a good idea that I should probably take a listen to what the dude has to say. Just saying, but what the hell do I know? I'm just a guy behind a microphone. Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves only on Safety FM. Yeah, 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 you know it, you know it. We had to talk about it. You know, I just think that sometimes we have to bring up stuff that people don't really want to mention, but shit, it happens. It happens, and we have to talk about it. Because that's just the way it is, my friends. I only say it because I love you. I really do. Anyways, let's talk about some different things, and of course, we are in the death portion of the show. If you're familiar with professional wrestling, particularly WWE James Harris has died. The wrestler known as Kamala passed away on Sunday, a cause of death was not shared, but Harris did battle a variety of health issues in his late years, including having both legs amputated due to diabetes. He was 70 at the time. Our thoughts and prayers are with the Harris family. Talking a little bit about what's going on inside of the world here. If you are familiar with the world of mixed martial arts, for former fighter, because he claims he's retired, so I will say retired fighter, Conor McGregor is engaged to his longtime partner, D. Devlin. The UFC posted a picture of the couple with the caption, What a birthday, my future wife. With Devlin showing off her new bling bling, just in case. Something to think about. So, there you go. Don't they have two kids together? I think they have two kids together. Can somebody double check that? Yeah, see if they have two kids. I think they do. I know one for sure. I think they have a second one. Anyways, in the month of June and July, Fox News was the highest rated channel on TV primetime in all of television. Its ratings beat cable news shows, broadcast networks, and even some of the live sports that are beaming back into America's homes. Something to think about there. A lot of stuff going on there. But wasn't a lot of the the sporting events like recap stuff? Like, hey, let's watch this shit from 1963 sports-wise. Because, you know, that's what you want to watch. Anyways, let's continue. In Friday, op-ed in Washington Post, Democratic Senator Richard Blumenthal, 
accused his Republican colleague, Ron Johnson, Ron Johnson, of basing an investigation into Joe Biden's family on document provided to him by the son of a former KGB officer. But Johnson blasted the accusations taking on to Twitter. Oh, yes, let's take on to Twitter. To deny the allegations, he said it flat out lie that I received the documents from the Ukrainians. And they know it. He called he called the continued continued reporting of the accusation unconsidable. And while the Democrats are privy to the details, they just didn't like what they heard. This was a brief by the CIA. I always love how we have to go to go to Twitter. Let's go to Twitter. And don't get me wrong, I like Twitter. Because some people will always think, oh, why do you always talk so much shit about Twitter? It's not talking about shit about Twitter. It's about why do we run to Twitter to, oh, I have to get it out there. And Twitter is the way. I mean, come on, man. <sighs> Namaste. Anyways, let's continue. President Trump took executive action on a few issues on Saturday as Congress failed to pass any legislation related to extended coronavirus relief. The action included up to $400 a month in additional unemployment benefits. $400 a month? Was it a week? It was a month? But the feds are only shipping in three of the four or three-fourths of that. The state has to pony up the other hundred as there isn't any consequences if they don't, other than political ramification. Another component of his payroll tax deferral stating that September the 1st and continuing through the end of the year, those who that link less than $104,000 would require legislative action of bureaucrats' rules changing to forgive tax. Meanwhile, CNN Sunday, Speaker Nancy Pelosi says that the actions are absurdly unconstitutional. She even cited Republican Senator Ben Sasse as calling the action unconstitutional slope. Pelosi added that she'd be willing to continue negotiations and willing to bring down her ask a trillion. I don't know. A lot of weird stuff there for sure. You know how this stuff goes. We talk about it all the time and some weird things happen. Anyways, let's talk about the lottery. No winner for Friday night's Mega Million drawing. Tuesday's drawing will be for $24 million jackpot or a $19.9 million cash payout. That's a good number right there. Or no winner for Saturday night's Powerball drawing. Wednesday's drawing will be for $169 million jackpot or $140.6 million cash payout. So there you go. Some options there. Weekend box office news. We would normally share this, but as you are aware, the box office is still closed. So there is nothing to share at this particular moment in time. Talk about some different things here because we didn't expect this. Some showbiz news right away, so let's talk about it. The Today Show's third hour took a direct hit during the NBC's widespread layoffs after an after the exit of producer Jackie Levin, who took a buyout remaining staff, are now reporting the executive producer of two hours out of today, page six reports that 10% of the NBC Universal employees have been axed. It was previously reported E! News got the boot after 29 years on the air. A lot of weird times, I, I have to tell you. And, you know, we talk about a lot about the world of safety, but I have to tell you this, because this is something that a lot of people won't talk about. The world of advertising right now at the moment, unless you're kind of like in the med field that's helping out with this stuff, a lot of people are not buying advertising. That's one of the first things that business drops, which I always find weird, because if you drop ads, a lot of people don't know about your stuff, but that's what you're seeing a lot of. 
of people dropping ends. And I entirely understand it. Don't get me wrong. And don't, and I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, yes, we're not affected. Of course, everybody's affected by that to some way, shape, or form. Anyways, let's continue real quick. Let's talk about Harvey Weinstein was hit with a new lawsuit on Friday by a woman claiming that she was sexually assaulted by the disgraced director. The accuser who filed under her pseudonym, Jane Doe claims that Weinstein first approached her at the Cannes Film Festival back in 2007 when she was 22 old aspiring actress. According to the suit, Weinstein wanted to discuss her career and set up a meeting with her in his majestic hotel suite. Once in the room, after a brief chat about her career, Weinstein started to sexually assault her, but she was able to escape. The suit also alleges that Weinstein assaulted her several other times over the next nine years with an incident of rape. The woman is seeking a jury trial and an unspecific damages. So that's something else to add to the list of shit that that dude has allegedly done. Some that has been confirmed and some stuff that has not. So just in case. Anyways, Miss Maxwell. Yeah, you know, we kind of have to make a story about her. Told anyone who would listen about her sordid affairs with men of Hollywood. According to Jeffrey Epstein's victim, Virginia Choffrey, Maxwell boasted about her sexual experience with George Clooney the most. Virginia touched on the subject in her book writing. She also came back giddy as a school girl, a school girl with exploration news. She had given Clooney a sexual favor in the bathroom of some sort of event. She never let that one down. Anyways, there's no mention of Clooney being involved in underage sex ring Epstein crimes or any other kind of wrongdoing just in case. Because I know that's going to be a question, too. Anyways, Jared Leto will play Andy Warhol in an upcoming movie. The actor confirmed the news on Instagram. Telling how grateful and excited he is about the role. No other details about the film were shared. Jennifer Aniston is on phase by the news that her friend's reunion has been pushed back to May of 2021. The actress told Deadline that she is choosing to view it as a glass is half full when it comes to the postponed adding that has given us more time to make even more exciting and more fun. Sources told Variety on Friday, the filming won't take place until next May. At the earliest, the reunion has been plagued with delays in coronavirus crisis. We kind of knew that shit was going to happen. Let's continue, continue, continue. This year's MTV Video Music Awards will not be held in Brooklyn Barclay Center as initially planned. According to Page Six, the plug got pulled and the planned at the 11th hour on Friday after both MTV and Barclay mutually decided not to have the event at the arena over safety concerns. The show will instead be held on various outdoor locations around the city. The VMAs are scheduled for Sunday, August the 30th, just in case. So there you go there. A Louisiana man claims that Ellen DeGeneres is being a bully. What? Hold on. Being a bully is nothing new. The man told the Daily Mail that he was given that he was 11 years old and he remembers DeGeneres working for his mother, New Orleans recruitment office. And he has that he would dread going into the office with his mom because DeGeneres would criticize him and calling him stupid and fat. Oh, my God. The mother also told the outlet that he remembers Jenner's being extremely rude. She added that they had known her son's mistreatment, that they would have punched her before firing her. What? 
Oh, I just think that people are getting in on the Iggy. Anyways, did you hear this news about Simon Cowell? I kind of read it, but I'm not 100% sure, so I probably shouldn't talk about it, but I'm going to reference it anyways. Simon Cowell under, underwent back surgery over the weekend after a biking went wrong accident. The America's Got Talent star was rushed to the hospital following a crash in his home in Malibu. According to Page Six, he was testing a new electric bike and fell off and broke his back. Sources told the outlet that Cowell, number of brakes had have had mental rod put into him. A metal rod. I think it's a metal rod, not a mental rod. Number of breaks and had to have a mental rod is what it says. But I'm sure it's metal rod. And, and he is in recovery at the moment. So there you go. Interesting stuff for sure as we talk about it. Anyways, let's talk about some crib notes real quick, just in case, because people want to know about celebrity news. So we have to talk about the shit because that's what people want to know. John Bon Jovi sold one of his mansions and are close to another one just down the street. The rocker finalized the sale of his ocean, his ocean view, Palm beach, Florida home for $20 million after buying the property back in 2018. Hours later, he purchased a new seaside mansion for $43 million, according to the real deal. His new pad features seven bedrooms, seven bathrooms, and five and a half baths. It also has a pool, elevator, exercise rooms, wine cellar, air-conditioned garage, and a backup generator for hurricane season. He has a high-profile neighbors, too. According to the outlet, Bruce Springsteen, Rod Stewart, and Howard Stern all live in the same area. Good for him. Glad to hear. Anyways, let's continue. Let's talk about the world of sports. A former Los Angeles director of communications was arrested on Friday in connection with the overdose death of pitcher Tyler Skaggs. Eric Kay, who acted as the media contact for several teams road trips, appeared in the federal court for being charged with with conspiracy to distribute fentanyl, according to the criminal complaint. Kay supplied a steady flow of drugs to Skaggs and other players. Skaggs was found in his hotel room in Dallas area on July the 1st last year. He died after choking on his own vomit with a toxic mix of alcohol and painkillers. Fentanyl and oxycodone was in his system. He was only 27 years of age. Terrible to hear that news once again. Anyways, let's talk about what's happened on this day of the year many, many moons ago. Red Dawn appeared back in 1984, appeared in theaters. It is the first ever PG-13. Yeah, you heard me correct. The Motion Picture Association of America wanted an an in-between M rating for mature audience with no restrictions and R, which means restricted anyone under the age of 16 without an adult. M became PG and even stiffer X rating for change to NC-17, since X was distantly associated with pornography well i guess we needed to throw that out there so there you go that happened back in 1984 also back in 2003 temperatures in the united kingdom exceeded 100 degrees fahrenheit for the first time a widespread heat wave in august that that year believed to have killed 300 or 300 35,000 people mostly young and elderly so there you go there's that nude as anyways let's talk about the days of the year that you can celebrate today International Vlogging Day, National Duran Duran Appreciation Day, National Lazy Day, National S'mores Day, National Spoil Your Dog Day, Smithsonian Day, Victory Day, National Shapewear Day, Shapewear Day, and then World Lion Day. So before I forget, want to mention it real quick. I think it's important if you're struggling right now of any kind of mental health issues or thoughts of depression, call the 
National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. That's at 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-TALK, or 1-800-8255. You can go to their website, suicidepreventionlifeline.org, for more information or if you want to do the text box. Anyways, tomorrow, if you get a chance, we're going to be doing some interesting stuff. We have an interview with Candace Horbax. There you go. From chatting with Candace, she will be on the Jay Allen Show. So, if you want to take a listen, make sure that you're up bright and early. We got that going on tomorrow with good old Candace. This will be on the Jay Allen Show, not the Rated R Safety Show. This will be dropping via podcast, so make sure you check out your favorite podcatcher, and we'll have that out in about tomorrow. Anyways, always thank you for being the best part of Safety FM, and that is the listener. Thank you for always coming back to Safety FM, home of Real Safety Talk. You've been listening to the Rated R Safety Show. I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.